Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bay Podcast for Saturday the 8th of February 2020. I'm your host John Walker, with me this week is Andy Vaughan. Morning John. And Gordo. Hello. Back to the Wednesday morning team. Love it. So, I mean we are the same team. Yes. They do, they do Tuesday evenings. Yes. It's exactly the same three guys. Just, just in case anyone's... It's just, just spread well, in the morning. people might be confused because of the extra content that Gordo and I just did for the UFC. I really enjoyed that. It, uh, apparently a few people have, which is really nice because this gets us on to our... Ad slash sales pitch, which we fucking hate doing, but it's got to a point where we probably have to do it. We have now signed up to Patreon, which is for the fans to try and contribute on a subscription basis to us to help us fund what we do here because there is studio costs, there is time spent, there is lip sync costs, storage costs of the podcast. And I guess the first main reason for this is we never have ads on this. Ever. And we don't want to ever have a. I don't want to be reading out to you about Helix mattresses. I mean, we have what with Domino's as our one. That's that yeah, on exclusive. Not yeah, but we're, we're unaffiliated. But we've already agreed we're going to rem- we'll keep the Domino's one because that's yeah. going to be key. But people have started to launch in with suggestions yes. of what the sponsors for leagues will be, and that will become apparent. But we will never receive money off no, being, Domino's off being M Tin Bread or Domino's. So, I guess we will just start with the tiers. Or no, no, Andy, you wanted to explain how other subscription services work that people well, would... other tipster sites you'll see if you if you're a member of them or you ever see it is it's always sign up to this link or get this comment in below and i'll send you a special link to this bet and you sign up to whatever bookie it is through my link how the person makes money from that is they get a proportion of everything you ever lose with that betting company it's not winnings not not deposits it's actually no, what you are losing lose. so it's money and it's calculated on a set day each month usually the end of the month so at the end of the month, say this person signed up to your site at the end of January, they're down four hundred pounds, and you're on a ten percent commission. You get forty pounds. Yeah, and, if, and then February, if they're up, say twenty twenty pounds, nothing. You just get nothing for them being up that month. And then the next month, say they're down two grand, two hundred quid straight to you. So you're you're actually incentivized for them to lose. Technically, they only make money if the, the people that sign up through the link lose. And despite our picks, which we'll get into. That's not what we're actually trying to no, do. No, we, we want to win <laughs> every single bet. Yeah. yeah, so we actually want to give you picks that are going to win yeah. your money. I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in, in giving out picks through links and affiliates. Sign up using this code. It's just not nice. Yeah. It doesn't fit the ethos of this show at all. No, not even remotely. We want everyone to win. This is So this is, I guess, the one example that we could have ended up with as a bookie sponsor. Mm. Now, I know you said you're not completely adverse to that i'm not completely averse to someone paying for an advert but adverts are annoying yeah i would never want an ad in this podcast or break for it i would never want money off of a specific bookie because i'd feel pressured to then look at their odds or we might be asked to present their odds i just have no interest in no. ever having an ad or anyone involved with it this i mean i'm perfectly be... happy to recommend bookies now and again that if are doing do specific price, yes. odds or specific things but not affiliated. But I think that's why I wouldn't have it, is that we have freedom to then look across different oh, totally. bookies to get best odds. So yeah, we've launched the, the Patreon. We have three tiers, because that is the, the set structure on how they best do things. Tier one is $5, which post-Brexit could end up being 13 pence to us. And that's per month. Per month, not per week. Yeah, please don't be confused on that. So it is around, I think, about £2.80 a month on that tier. For that, we are being particularly lazy and not offering anything extra just the amazing podcast we do every week and the facebook group access to the facebook group which is a huge community of listeners now that share good information these these are guys that are all interested in betting doing their own research having discussions i'm now back on it some of it's excellent some of it's the content's superb yeah really really i I look back on the last maybe 20 posts and i was like super impressed with is it jared warren 
Jared oh, Warren. He has fucking hell, man. He just to have an advert of that, like see what he posts. There's a man that understands the concept of value yes. when it comes to betting and expecting. One hundred percent. The stuff we, the way he looks at specific games, is what we do pretty much on every league and every game to try and find something mm-hmm. that we can present. Um, but again, it's still gambling. So the five dollar tier, I think it's roughly about two pound eighty quid a month that we're asking which is to support us and have access to the Facebook group you will notice for anyone who's now in it we have made it private and that is because we have been getting definitely spammed by people who are then pushing betting stuff onto us when they come in so that's private lockdown and it will go forward the next tier is the $10 tier so that's our middle tier and that's about £6.90 that's about two pints of tenants. Yes, so we've called that a couple of pints. We've called it a couple of pints, and the reason for that is a lot of people said to me, oh, if I'm out or about, oh, good episode this week, we'll buy you a beer. And I was like, let's price it. Yeah. So you can, <laughs> so you can buy. So that's two beers for three of us. So that's yeah. a schooner each. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and we can just choose this one misses out. It'll be me, generally. Okay. No, a, sco- a schooner each. Two thirds of a pint each. Oh, no, Gary as well, of course. So it's yeah. only three schooners. Gary doesn't drink a lot, so he's fine. He can have a can of Coke. So for the ten dollar tier, again, ten dollars a month, just under seven quid, we are going to provide a couple of extra picks on a separate part that we'll record. We're going to also have a cheat sheet. Now this was suggested by Ben Grant and Andy had said this a couple of times, which it would be good to provide people just an A4 bit of paper, a reminder, which Andy has printed off here, which we will load up every week after the podcast is up to the people within this tier which is just a reminder that you can look at on your phone as opposed to getting to the end of the podcast, going to do your coupon and then going, what the fuck with the banker? Well, I'm talking to people and they listen to the podcast either on their way into work in the train or while driving, so they can't sit with a notebook Notepad, yeah. and, and write everything down. So this will be really, really good for them. Mm-hmm. And also on the extra bit where we might suggest some uh, picks and some extra tips and things to look at, we will also have polls and stuff on the Facebook group where you can suggest topics that we maybe discuss. Because I guess the one example you always get when you're doing subscription-based services is why would I give you $10 when Netflix is only $10? We're going to kind of curate a product that you ask for. So you will have input like a like a stakeholder or a board member. It's a, it's a community. It's yes, a proper community. It's mm-hmm. up to you. And that's probably why we'll cap it at a said number so there's not too many people with influence on the Patreon. Just to say, we would quite like you to discuss the cycling this week or the... WWE or the baseball season starting or NFL coming back or basketball and the great thing is we're pretty well connected so if someone wants to discuss something that I perhaps don't know that much about I will know someone that does yes yeah. and that, that's that's the best part of this and we is, can get them in yeah so it probably won't always be the three of us it will be rotated well the MMA out. one obviously I was absent yeah and that's because I know nothing <laughs> <laughs> And that's good because that brings us on to that. So the top tier is the $15 tier. Now you get everything. So you're supporting us. You get the cheat sheet. You get the extra middle week content. You will get your Facebook group polls, questions answered. $15 tier, the extra selling point of this is extra episodes. Special episodes. Specific to events that are happening. So for example, Gordon and I posted the UFC 247 preview. Now... It is as much a betting podcast as it was. We're looking for value. But also it's just extra content because there's loads of sport providers and a, a lack of maybe covering certain podcasts. There's maybe a couple of cycling podcasts. I don't even know that there is a darts podcast. Oh, there will be, but not not specifically on betting. certainly betting yeah. and not as current. So one of, the, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is every single week an extra episode, on, probably between five and ten minutes on that week's Premier League of Darts. Yeah. So starting this week, you'll get week one in Aberdeen um, for all our top tier subscribers. Yep. So that is the $15 tier, which I think is about £11 to £12 a month again. So we are asking, I guess, for the top tier, we are asking for a decent amount of money. We understand that, especially just Christmas just passed. It is a lot of money we're asking for for the tier, but we do want to try and reach, we do want to try and reach a point where we can put out three four five six extra episodes on top of the four you're already getting mm-hmm. and even get to a point where we could do when the champions league football's back when the european championships are on we're doing regular episodes during the week as well and that can really only be done by us having some money to work with on the storage using the studio etc so that is our sales pitch we would really appreciate it we did the soft launch on 
the Facebook group. We also posted on Twitter. We posted the UFC and explained that this is the type of extra content you're going to get. We already have one Patreon. We do indeed. Bjorn Magnuson. Thank you very much. Straight in at the top tier. So I hope his wife doesn't listen and finds out that he's donating 12 quid to a podcast over in Scotland. But it's super appreciated. Uh, you always remember your first so and it was it was really 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 nice because we'd done a soft launch and we had seen that people had seen it but also we thought people maybe don't know what it is we're selling i've just put out a post but to get somebody who only joined the facebook group what two three weeks ago is amazing and not to be from the uk is even better because that's that's amazing so yeah there's no pressure but we would really appreciate it because we want to expand and do more content are we happy that that's the sales pitch over Delighted. So that's the, that's the good news. The bad news is I have to now review my picks from last week. <laughs> Second, mate, I have never felt so deflated. This is like what I'm worried about now is remember when Arsenal went 49 games unbeaten, <laughs> yeah, and then they never won again for like eight games. Yeah, I'm worrying that I've had not like, at all. Yeah, my forms, my banker, Olympiacos versus Xanthe. I took a second half win. They went 1-0 up in the second. So we went 3-0 up, but 1-0 up in the second half very early on and then conceded in the 77th minute. I was at dinner, felt my phone going and was like, please just be two. Please two. just be 4 now when I look at this. It wasn't. It was 1-1. It finished 1-1. So my banker at 1-3 did not come in. For the first time in 13 weeks. <sighs> that was an incredible <laughs> run. I've seen, I seen the spreadsheet. I know. It looks beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so was, I'm hoping to return to form this week. Andy? My banker last week um, was in the Belgian Jupiler League. I was just absolutely certain Eupen wouldn't lose at home to Cercle Bruges, who are terrible. Um, so I took Eupen or draw at 3-10 to 10 as the banker, and that came in easily. Eupen won the game. Yeah. They won the game. They were even money to win, weren't they? They were 8-5 to five to win. So, I mean, which is obviously tremendous value, but I thought it was just an absolute cert for the banker. They they would not lose. Cercle Bruges have one point all season away from home. I can't understand how you were getting... Three to ten. Have you got them again this week? I think I've seen them on the sheet. Uh, yes. Yeah. Cool. They, they, they will appear later on. Really into the low countries this year. I've, I've gone. This, this I've this gone week. very Belgian this week. <laughs> yeah. um, and my banker uh, was nil nil. I backed Heidenheim. They, uh, they did double them. Dresden. Dresden they, won during the week at home, yeah. and I think that's given them a wee bit of confidence because that's now three unbeaten. They like so. This is what we're talking about. The reason why. Um, the reason why Heidenheim, the reason why you were getting a good price on that was because Dresden at some point will pro- they won't get relegated, but they'll turn it around. And it just so happens that this week they showed up against Heidenheim, but it was an absolute battering on the stats. So Andy was the only one with his banker. My value, I had a mini breakdown before this game started when I seen the lineups yeah, because I went, that's, that's weird. 17 Castro's not in that lineup. He must be tired. And then looked and went, nah, he's not in the bed. He must have changed his name and number because they wouldn't have a game without Castro. And I immediately Googled Diego Castro injury mm-hmm. and it came up that he's got a slight knock and was missing the game. And I did. This is why I returned to the Facebook group because I jumped. Massive panic. I jumped straight on and went, guys, I know it's my value, but I really don't fancy it anymore. Castro's missing. I said it on Twitter as well and a couple of guys that are over in Australia came back at me and agreed. They are such a fucking average team without him in it. Yeah. It, they are, it was the... It was they finished 2-2, two, two, they got back into it, but they equalised in the what, 45th minute and, and the 89th or yeah. something like that. So they were never in a position where they were going to win the game. I knew as soon as Castro didn't start that I wasn't confident anymore. They didn't win. I hope that I got to anyone who bets as the games are in play and stopped them from putting any money on it because I felt terrible the minute I seen him now, was now, there might be... So on, in, on the Facebook group, we had a big conversation about cash out. And I was like, there are very few situations that I would ever cash out. That's maybe one of them. Yes. Where, well, where, where something has changed pre-match and you can still get your stake back for a bet you really don't like anymore. See, to be fair, for anyone who listens to the podcast and realised Castro wasn't playing, they will know that any time I pick Perth Glory, a lot of it's of to do with him. He is a playmaker, he's a creator, he's involved in all assists, he takes all the corners. Look in future, if I ever pick Perth and you don't see him in the starting eleven back the fuck out see if you can cash out and get your money back because you saw that's what Skybet and other ones are doing well now is you used to put a tenner on and instantly it'd be eight pounds seven but yeah. no Skybet now seem to have it before the game starts you will get your money back so yeah. if you put tenner on take it back out yeah the bookies seem to be being a wee bit fairer now when it comes to the vig they take and the margins i think they must have been told don't know if you saw for the super bowl but betting on the coin toss Heads and tails were both evens. As opposed to 11. As opposed to 10 11 or something like that. So they were making 
essentially no money on that at all. They were given evens on both yeah. sides of a 50-50. Obviously because they wanted you to get involved in other ridiculous prop bets. That wouldn't be the only thing you bet on. I predict they probably always hope that it's tails because they probably present two helmets just before they're about to do it and the adverts is facing each other and people are just inclined to go head. I just head, always head. I just always head. take heads. No, that, that's the Me thing. and my mate Phil Quinn forever. Anytime there's a heads or tails, they say heads. Just take take the guesswork out. Just I, always I mean, go ahead. I also think you shouldn't be allowed to bet on something like a coin toss, but that's just you absolutely I should. <laughs> we'll talk about the Super Bowl oh, later. My value bet uh, last week came good again. I'm on a tremendous run of value bets, and this is another one that. Um, so I play football Saturday morning, so I'll normally drop my partner off back at home, and. This is now becoming a regular occurrence where our dad will then jump out and go, can you drop me in the bookies? Yep. And every week I've been dropping him something. It's normally been a English game. Okay. And this was the one. And this got was dropped. the one. So it was. Coming. And it was the only one of a fourfold that he got in. So. Oh, good. So it was uh, not good that he, it was the only one, but it's nice that it came good for yeah, him. Yeah, I think I've given him the ones that you took out the conference one week. Oh, the, yeah. Him, the like Torquay to lose or something. I gave him that. So he's like on a run of like, we've given him four. So I've picked mm-hmm. one from the podcast every week and everyone's come in. So I'm like, Superb. Yes. So this was Coventry at Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers took the lead. I actually went 1-0 up early in the game. Um, but we know we know <laughs> from the past. It. We talked about it last week. Don't worry if Bristol Rovers take the lead. They'll still lose. Bristol um, Rovers are actually twinned with Central Coast Mariners yeah. 2019. <laughs> so, so Bristol went 1-0 up, but they were already. It was already done at halftime. They were two one down at halftime, and the game finished that way. So it was a, another value win for me this time at even money. That brings me to my value, which was shite. Oh, God. like and I, wa- <laughs> I watched the full game on my fo- like. And three six five have now changed it so that if you turn your phone sideways, it no longer goes into big mode. It goes into the top left corner, of your, and you can't expand it out on iPhones, which is even more annoying. So I'm squinting to watch a game of French football. Troy are like. Their form has been pretty good at home. I, I, I don't know how they've been doing this. If they, they weren't missing any players, I'd looked out. Grenoble were much better. Troy brought it back to one each, and then Grenoble went up the other end and banged one in. Uh, 2-1. They're just in not any good shape at the moment. Last night, they lost to Long as well. Grenoble did? No, uh, Troy. Troy lost to Long, and I was on them. Right. <laughs> no, as in on Long, not Troy. Right, cool. Um, yeah, so... Again, Andy holding the, the fort for the podcast. On to my outsider. Again, I had a mini breakdown, but you got the odds. So I, I normally back these as and when they're happening. So, I'll so ha- I, I back them now. So I've already put the ones that we're going to discuss on this podcast. I put them on. So I do the back. So I do a small stake on all our picks because if it ever comes in, you're getting about 200 grand back. The, so the 12 fold, yeah. I'm not missing out on that. I back the bankers as a treble and the values are treble in one six fold. The outsiders, it depends on how confident I am what I do with them. So I'm I'm similar to that. I usually I do a banker treble. I usually do a value treble. De- depending on odds, I might mess around with it. I might have a single on a bigger odds. I really like my value shout this week, so I'll take a single on that. But with the outsiders, what I do is I put on just a small stakes Trixie. So I know right, if okay. I get two of the three, you're getting something. We're 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 in heavy profit because the outsiders are always big odds. So Mannheim who were. Eight positions above Magdeburg were at home, but Mannheim had only won two home games this season, so all their best victories were away from home. So you were getting the eight to five, and the other team was Magdeburg was seven to five away at the start of the week. When I looked at this on Sunday morning, like an hour before kickoff, Mannheim were into even money. Yeah, and I was like, well, well, that shows you were definitely on the right side of the bet. Yeah, if you got it at the time, so I think you got it still at eight. I to got five it eight as well. to five. But I didn't. The minute I seen evens, I was like, I'm not even backing that now because it's not what I wanted. I wanted almost two to one to get my money up. So, yep. so if I put like a, I normally like leave it whatever's left over my account. So if I put like a four pound stake on, that gets me up to almost twelve quid to start my actual coupon. That's the way I like kind of look at it. Going, if I can get twelve quid, that's now my stake on what I think's going to happen. We bet so <laughs> differently. <laughs> But they did go 1-0 up. They kept the lead till very late on. Magdeburg did score the equaliser. So I got zero out of three of my main picks. Which is so rare. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you've had a zero week. I, it's, well, it can't have been any more than 14 weeks. No, I have. It's Christmas last time. Christmas last year was the first time that... Not Christmas this year. Previous Christmas was the last time that both of you had a proper banker drought. Uh, yeah. like you had like four weeks over Christmas and you... It's because all the fixtures got shit. Yes. <laughs> My outsider was Antwerp away at Club Bruges. It was eleven to two, so five and a half to one. 
I really liked the odds. They ended up losing the game 1-0. It was an 86th minute goal. So this was really close for basically all the game. And I'm quite happy I was on the on the team that was 5-6 to 1. Um I'd maybe look at I'd maybe look out for games like that in the Belgian league where you're going to get a reasonably close matchup yet one of the teams is going to be a huge price. Um because in the, in the long term you keep back in the outsider there. I think you're going to be in profit. Yeah. So but th- this one was a loss but Made up for by Gordon's continual run of hitting outside shouts. Gordo loves a draw. In I fucking thing, love man. a draw, it's man. Fucking excellent. Rathing, Santander, and Alcorcon. Uh, Alcorcon went up one nil. Then went down to ten men, and then see as soon as that happened, uh, they scored pretty quickly. As well, yeah, didn't they? They sc- and I was like, "Well, it's Spain. Yeah, it's going to be fucking terrible for the next half an hour." And it was. So I think it was nineteen to ten was the overall price. Yeah, two point yeah. eight. So eighteen to ten is what yeah, I, I think. That's three weeks in a row I've hit my outsider. That's. It's, it's it's very telling the different type of you were talking about how much different type of betting we do I love a big odds or yeah. a draw outsider or something like that um, the other two actually we talked about previous week um, that I'd said maybe have a look at them Empoli and whoever I'd, they were playing one each Liam Henderson come back and scored I know and then, which we'll talk about and the other one was another game that went to a red card it was um, Club uh, not Club Bruges um, Cluj Cluj and uh, at Bucharest they scored late on. So, close. Charity pick. I said this as soon as it happened, and I think I said to you it was about 40 minutes into the game, that, so my Ramos, so we went with Casemiro and Ramos to be carded. I texted in the group chat, I was watching the first half, and there was two bad tackles early on, and Simeone went mental on the touchline, and the ref went over and booked him. And that just killed it. And it essentially dictated that there was going to be no more tackles, no more complaints, yeah. And it was dead. They're, honestly, it was the friendliest derby there's ever been. It got a wee bit feisty right at the end after Madrid took the, uh, Real Madrid took the lead. But I think Casemiro got his card late on. But there was nothing. Athletic Madrid, he's he's done. Like, they, they are. His curve of success, success. is finished. Yeah, it's done. He, I mean, the stuff he's done with Athletic Madrid is ridiculous like that is their absolute pinnacle he's won two Europa Leagues he's won the league he's won the cup there's nothing more for him he's just he's sitting there on the statue now but it's just like who else are you going to get in he yeah. looks cool as fuck though. I love him he, he's scary he is he's really cool <laughs> he could be a Bond villain I think he might be he's the kind of guy that I imagine at a training session it's like there are no 50-50s like, yeah. like you, you cement or you lose yeah, yeah. that's the yeah I, I don't want to injure our own player why not <laughs> yeah, that's just weeding out the week. <laughs> but yeah, got the Casemiro card, but it was late on. The bet was never coming in, and there definitely was never a red card in the game the way it went. It was so fucking boring. Team. And that kind of annoyed me because the the ref, not for a, well, for my bet, yes, but the ref ruined the game. The best part of Madrid Barca, Madrid Madrid, is the feistiness. feistiness yeah, it absolutely. is the best part of the Spanish league. Well, Apart from the obvious amazing technique by all the players on show. Yeah. Apart from that, it's the fucking dig that I love. I love seeing Ramos losing the plot and winding people up. So that was uh that was the treble dead. Yeah, very uh, early, yeah. So so the charity bets ten pounds of our own money on a treble and all the winnings go to charity. We'd hit three of the last four. Um my shout last week was Marseille away at Bordeaux. This game was incredibly boring. It ended nil nil. Um but the bet was already done. Yeah, I mean, Marcia still look on a very decent... Oh, they're good. And a, and, a, and a point away at Bordeaux is not bad. Yeah. Um, and I did say at the time, this game has a history of just being... Shite. Home winner draw. Yeah. Um, so that happened there. But I, I was tempted by the big odds of 5-4 to four for a very informed Marseille team. Yeah. And uh, at my charity was actually up. Um, Alanya Spore won 2-1 against Yeni. They went up 2-0, went down to 10 men, lost a goal. And But when they lost the goal, it was 90 plus 3. So there was... And it was they'd already they'd only given three minutes added time, so the ball they kicked off again, then the game finished. It was done. Beautiful. And you got them at the huge odds of one to two. Massive. Yeah. That was why we felt pressure to go so big, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think if we all picked one to two charities. Can't can, can can be giving charity fucking seven pound forty. What, what do we <laughs> give them this week? Aye. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> but no, the charity total, so that's um thirteen weeks through were plus two hundred and forty five pound fifty two. Off a tenor stake each week, that's Really quite impressive. Getting jiggy with it. 
It's quite a, a meaty section now. Everyone is coming back. They're back. Legs. But the best part of this week's Scots Abroad is Lana Cleland. So Fiontina won one nil away to Tavernyurko. That was 208 days out of football. So since she played in the World Cup where she scored against Japan for Scotland, she has been out for 208 days. That was her first appearance. She came on for 24 minutes. They're now six points behind Juventus in the league. There's still plenty of games to play from. Um, the goal was an absolute peach. wasn't her goal. But it was just good to have her back in the pitch. Left back's cross, chested ball and volley to the back post. It was actually a fucking absolute screamer. Similar to a goal, I'm sure it's like Glenn Hoddle or something scored years ago on his right foot. Absolutely beautiful. So Lana Cleland's back, so now we just need Fiona Brown to take back from injury and complete everyone being fit and healthy. Yeah. For now. And just to remind everyone, there's an excellent interview you did with Fiona Brown. Yeah, it's been Still given that. even people who don't watch uh, don't watch football. I've mm-hmm. listened to it and given me good feedback, which is nice because that's, I guess, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get interviews off all these people. So the more the interviews are good and get good feedback, the more chance we've got of getting the the rest. I just, I I just feel it's a good time to remind people that that episode exists, exists because that will never fade. Like, there's no one listening to this podcast going, oh, I wonder what the boys thought in October 2019. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm very aware this is a current affairs show. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's relevant. Until the weekend, yeah, it's it's actually the whereas the Fiona Brown interview is relevant forever, forever. It's yeah. always a good listen. Yeah, um, we'll stay in Italy. We talked about him last week. Liam Henderson dropped a division, went on loan to Empoli. He made big noise about him being overlooked for Scotland, etc., and how he would maybe play for Italy. Empoli won three one, so he killed he your draw bet. He killed it, thanks, Liam. And Liam Henderson scored on his home debut for Empoli. Good, good finish as well. It was a beautiful finish on his left foot. Um, played the full 81, got the goal. That was their first, that's the first time they have been unbeaten in two games yeah. in like four months. It, so not even two draws, they've had a win and a draw, and which is why they'll feature later on in my pick. I think this is important for Liam Henderson. He was brilliant for Verona last year in this division. Mm-hmm. End player now clear of the relegation playoffs. They actually can still make, because of how many teams are involved, <laughs> yeah. can still make the playoffs. Empoli have been in Serie A before. Mm-hmm. They made five signings in the last week of the transfer window. Strong. And they've instantly had a good draw away from home and a big win at home to a team above them. I think Empoli might now be a good team to stay on side with or keep an eye on because they've definitely made good signings. But it was just good to have Liam Henderson back and actually make it valid to talk about him again and they can start playing football. Moving over to Spain, Oli Burke played for an hour. Sevilla won, Alaves won. Um, Alaves are six above relegation. Nothing much to report from Ollie Burke. There was no highlights of him, but La Liga only give you like a minute and a half clip. Yeah. Still in Spain, Jordan Holsgrove, San Sebastian Reyes lost 1-0 to Baleres. He played the full 90, got a yellow card. They are now top by three points above Atletico Madrid B. There were no highlights, so I have no comment. All the teams he plays against sound cracking to go and like play oh, San, Sebastian, San Sebastian. Sebastian. He, he never has to play against Hamilton. <laughs> Um, so no highlights to that Charlie Gilmore Almir beat Telstar 4-2 played the full 90 again couldn't find any highlights Ryan Gold captain again Friends lost 2-0 to Estrell they're mm-hmm. having a bad time in January I'm hoping it's just going to rub off now we move into February yeah it's just a t- I mean to be fair it's a tough time for anyone really to be playing like and coming back from a Christmas break when you've been really good it's hard to capture that form again well yeah we're seeing it in Scotland with yeah. Rangers right now if you're on form you actually don't want a break and play you yeah. want to keep just fucking battering on so Ryan Gold does look like he is the captain now by the way he is the club captain now which is awesome that's big news that's, um, that's huge Estro hit the post after 35 minutes um, Barbosa scored scored a good goal cuts inside hits a shot hits the post then hits the keeper so he doesn't get full credit for that second half starts go out don't do anything stupid ball from the halfway line chipped into the box keeper comes out to like the edge of the box to try and punch it clear and striker gets ahead in front of him in empty net just killed the game completely because there was no way they were coming back Forenza have rarely scored three goals in a game yeah. So you drop 2-0 down with 50 minutes gone. It's game over. They are still second. They have a huge game this weekend away to Porto B. So we need Forenza to get back on. They're still three points clear in second place of the playoff places. Um, Jack Hendry in Australia. Adelaide beat Melbourne 3-1. Watched the full game again. Played the 90 minutes. That's Harlan loves a goal against Scots Abroad. Because yeah. he scored an absolute screamer into Ziggy Gordon and he got a double there. One mm-hmm. of them was a screamer from a corner that's broken back out. 
I was watching the full game. The commentary went like this. Oh, and that's them. They haven't actually scored a corner all season. Uh, it should be easy for you know the new signings to deal with this. Three corners, three goals. Yeah, <laughs> they scored. They scored the second yeah. one for the header as well. <laughs> what we didn't know at the time, which we do know now, if you're on his Instagram or Twitter, Jack Henry's going to be out for a wee while. Um, he's been for surgery. Mm-hmm. He went off. In- he never went off injured. They finished the full game. He was he was carrying a knot. Yeah. It was very evident when late on in the game they were chasing. Well, because Delbridge got sent off, yeah. so he couldn't really come off. They'd made all their subs and had no team. So, yeah. I mean, they should have just let him come off. To be fair, because you're losing already. You're losing already. Yeah. But he is. He's had surgery. There's no uh, news on how long he's going to be out. But there is going to be time on the sidelines. Ziggy Gordon, Central Coast are really struggling just now. They've lost three one at home to my, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. Played the full ninety. Um, they should have drawn. Yeah, in the first in the first twenty minutes, it was all Central Coast. Like they had a lot of good chances. The keeper, the the Western the Western State keeper, made an unreal save in the last minute to deny them a draw. The header, uh, yeah, and because he dropped down low, and it was after the keeper was noising up the other team as well, um, which was great to see, truthfully. Um, but yeah, the, unfortunate not to get something out of that. Um, game. The the goal that made it two 0 for Western State won was Wipenenka from yeah Duke. It was beautiful. Duke did uh, send Ziggy Gordon to the cleaners at one point, putting it through his legs. It was absolutely glorious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Central Coast are struggling. Again, I'll say it again. They are lucky that Newcastle Jets are so terrible. I know there's no relegation, but you don't want to finish Newcastle bottom Newcastle picked up a point. They did pick up a point, so they're only two ahead of them now. So we do need uh, Central Coast to start picking up. We've also got our two sponsored players now. So Jamie Berjonis played 33 minutes, so he's still not started for Partick. He came on when Air were 1-0 up. I guess. He, played, he played a good game. He came um, on well. I'm struggling to find clips because there's no commentary on a lot of the clips I'm finding for Partick Vistle. I, I watched the game. It was live on BBC. I did not know that. It was Friday night. Yeah, ah, right. so he came on. He came on. He was, I was in a pub. You're struggling as if you might have better things to do than watch that <laughs> on a Friday. Um, it was on. It was. It was the beat. It was the BBC Scotland game. Come on. He came on. Well, this is what this is what I will say though. Is we are terrible as a country of advertising when our football's on. Like, I feel like I never know. I stumble across games on BBC Scotland or BBC Alba and go, oh, I had no idea. But that's because you're not watching that channel for any other reason ever. No, but I guess... Like, I mean, you're not seeing the adverts but I guess reminding what, you. I guess what would be good is... Um, a sports schedule. Spo- no, a personality maybe on Twitter who will promote it. Mm-hmm. Like, the only person I ever see promoting Scottish football on Twitter... Michael Stewart. Is, <laughs> no, he's too busy promoting the SNP. Is Chris Sutton? I think Chris Sutton. But he only does it for BT. Shout out for Jim Spencer. I maybe don't follow. Maybe you probably I, don't follow. Maybe Jim I don't Spence, follow but, all the right people. Yeah, maybe but that is. myself being obviously I've done the United persuasion. But yeah. I do think it would be nice to see maybe somebody like maybe maybe like a Michael Shoot or somebody saying. By the way, that there is a list of these games on. Scot- I can just add you into my family group chat if you want because my you? my dad texts every Friday night. Watch Scottish games going to be on when we're in the pub. Nice. <laughs> Quick note to all listeners: Google live football on UK TV. Yeah, you do love that. Yeah, excellent little site. It shows you everything that you can watch being based in the UK live and what channel it's on and what time. Excellent. And our other newly appointed sponsor, which is replacing Michael Hewitt, is Carlo Monte, Mm -hmm. who scored. So his first day has been sponsored by Trampled Bet Podcast. Scores, lovely ball over the top, nice left foot finish around the keeper. It was caught by, I want to say, Jed Begley or Jerry Begley. Um, Ben Grant tagged us in it. We have shared it on our Twitter mm-hmm. page. Again, shared the highlights. We're trying to be as proactive proactive, and also making sure we're protecting ourselves to not get any copyright infringement. So I have been thanking all the right people, I think, when I've been sharing the tweets. Um, I just find it amazing that we've got like 500 followers on Twitter and people are like telling us to remove videos. Even though the reason you're now seeing them is because we're highlighting the fact that it's your footage. Yeah. We have, like, I don't get what the rule is then. We've discussed this. I mean, we're never going to get so it. so annoying, man. But yeah, that was our Scots Abroad and sponsored player. This week's picks, this is the picks for Saturday for February 2020. Not our UFC one. You can get that on the Patreon public view if you want it mm-hmm. as well. So you have an interest in watching the event. And the Patreon web address is patreon.com forward slash trampled bet if you Handy's pointed out if you search on Google trampled bet Patreon it takes you to my other podcast which is trampled bat first 
So please make sure if you are contributing, you are contributing to the right one. Yeah. If you yep. see Kevin Bacon, you're in the wrong If place. you see Kevin Bacon, you, I mean, that goes for everything. Yeah. <laughs> this week's picks, I'll go first again with my banker. I've went Osnabrück versus Nuremberg. Over 1.5 goals is 1-4. to four. This has happened in nine of the last ten games both have been involved in. So whether home or away or otherwise, the average for Osnabrück home games is 2.8 goals. The average for Nuremberg away games is 2.4 goals. That's a variety of scored in four. Osnabrück score on average two goals a home game. Nuremberg score on average one an away game. So there is goals for both teams. They're both decent sides. I really fancied over 1.5 goals. I'm trying to get my confidence back. I'm going low. 1-4. Osnabrück versus Nuremberg over 1.5 goals. My banker, I'm back in the Belgian Jupiler League. This is Saturday, 7.30pm start UK time. It's Muscron versus Oostende. 11th place Muscron, 27 points. 14th placed Oostende on 21 points. It's a 16-team league. Uh, so that's third bottom for Oostende. Muscron have a goal difference of minus 4. Oostende at minus 20, which is pretty huge. Muscron have gained the majority of their points at home. Uh, Oostende have only gathered four points on the road all season. Form-wise, they're basically the two worst form teams in the league across the last five games. But it doesn't tell the full story here, because Muscron have had to play third-place Anderlecht and top-of-the-table Ghent in those five games. Whereas Oostende have played all bottom-table teams, uh, bottom-half-table teams. So the form guide, looking at it, doesn't show you exactly what's going on here. Muscron are just a lot better. Ustenda's away form is dreadful. They've lost their last eight away matches in a row. It's just a sea of red if you look at flash score away. Um, I don't see Ustenda winning this match either. Uh, I'll take Muscron or draw. So the double chance, home double chance, 1x, uh, as my banker bet at odds of 1-3. to three. I Just based on the away form, of Ustend is horrible. Like it's, it's two goals in eight games, all losses. Yeah, I'm not I'm not liking that at all. Like, I like it, sorry, I'm not you liking it. You like the Ustenda. bet, you yeah, don't the like bet, the, Yeah, sorry, the bet is fine. I mean I, I mean like you Ustenda. could you could if you wanted more value, if you wanted to put it on a coupon as a Muscron win, then that's probably a fair bet. Uh but I like the double chance. I just don't see Ustenda winning. Yes, I would go with that. So, my banker is Stuttgart at home to uh, AUE. Um, How do you say that? Uh, no, go on. Ow. En- enlighten me. Uh. Ow. ow. Um, which is incidentally what I said after my last banker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Stuttgart at home have been excellent this season. The, the last five games they've won, and they've scored three goals in all of them. They won 3 0, 3 1, 3 1, 3 0, 3 1. AUE, um, ow have been awful away from home. Uh, they've got six points away all season. They haven't won in 11 games. They've only had losses and draws. Um, Stuttgart actually had a really impressive off-season in between as well, where they played teams like Bau, um, who else was in there? Uh, Hanover. They played St. Pauli last week away and drew one each. They're in a good position just now. They're the form team at home, 24 points from 10 games. I see them winning this comfortably. I see them probably winning it 3-0 um, based on the rest of the games that's been going on. Let's just get a win. Let's get a win. No, no, I'm happy with that. Um, you're going to get them at the tasty odds of 1-3. The only points that Guts have dropped at home in the league is to the second best away team and the fifth best away team. Yeah. So they, they are not they're a solid shot. Yeah. Stuttgart are also playing the quarterfinals tonight Yeah, against, against Leverkusen. Uh-huh. So it could be a huge week so for that's... second division Stuttgart. I like I like all the bankers this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one to four, one to three, one to three. That'll combine a treble to over even money between between evens and six to four. Probably about one point two, one point three to one. Yeah, so happy with that. So values, John. What you got? Um, I'm going eighteen sixty Munich at home to Mannheim. I'm going both teams to score. You're roughly getting four to six or two to three. I think it's good value for the last five games. Have both been both teams to score. Um, same with Munich's home games have been the same. It's four out of five. Mannheim's away games is the same. It's four out of five. They are two teams that score a lot of goals, and I, I just, I just fancy it. I was going to almost be greedy and take Mannheim to win in both teams to score as one of my outsiders because I think you were getting, I think it was something like eleven to five you were getting for that. But I'm just going good value, almost evens. Munich eighteen sixty versus Mannheim, both teams to score. I'm back in Belgium for my value <laughs> bet. 
I'm now seven of my last eight values have come in, and these are all bets around sort of even money where I see a bit of value in it. So I'm on some run, and I'm taking a reasonably large odds pick here. Is Circle of Bruges, uh, who we talked about as just being rubbish, versus KV Mechelen. Uh, this is Saturday, 7pm at night, and I'm taking the away team KV Mechelen to win at odds of 6-4 to four on Bet365 just now. So I backed against Circle Blues last week, doing it again. They're easily the worst team in the Jupiler League. 10 points adrift at the bottom of the table with only 11 points for the entire campaign. They've scored 20 goals in that time, but they've conceded a massive 50 goals for a goal difference of minus 30. Um, Their opponents, Mecklen, they're a comfortable mid-table 8th place team. 34 points, scored 33, conceded 37. So we're talking the height of mediocrity. I like this bet a lot because most of Mecklen's points come away from home. They're the second best away team in the entire league. They've gained well over half their points on the road. Yep, That's just a statistical anomaly. You don't see that happen. 19 of the 34 points have come away from home. And that's only through 11 away matches. So less than half their games have been away and they've yeah. got more points. So incredible away from home team. The two away losses in their last seven games, they've come against top-placed Club Bruges and third-placed Anderlecht. Yeah. yeah. So the, only, the games they're not winning away from home are against the very top-tier teams. They've also won the last three meetings of these sides. Two of them were away from home. So they've beaten Circle Bruges the last two times that they've gone there. The last time Bruges won this fixture was actually eight meetings go way back in 2014. Six to four for the away team here is, is huge. I would probably still take this bet if it was even money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would still I would still look at this and go, oh, Mecklen at evens, that's a really good shout. So Mecklen at six to four is, is huge value for me and they're my pick this week. I like it only in the sense that the only thing that worries me is Circle Bruges can score. Um, there's a couple of games. Anytime they've got a point at home or one, they've had to score two goals. Yeah. But Mechelen are very good defensively. Like the standard Liège game, they won 3-1 away, who are one of the best teams in Belgium. They gave up all possession and just counter-attacked like, to a devastating success. I really like it. Um, Circle Bruges are terrible. I they're just bad yeah, yeah I think they're a good side I think if this comes in as well they'll be a team that everyone will be looking at to just bet against until it stops happening yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but I like that six, six to four you're getting odds of six to four that's amazing so my value is in the Italian Sierra B this is in at two o'clock on Saturday it's Pordenone versus Livorno so Pordenone as you mentioned about the Italian league the difference between being in 16th place and second place is 10 points Pordenone are in second place currently. They're playing against bottom of the league, however, Livorno, who are mince. Now, this was going to be my banker. The reason it's in the value section is I was surprised at the odds you were getting on it. So, um, Pordenone at home have won four out of their last five. They did a, a kind of blip against Pescara last week. Livorno away from home are awful. They are just rubbish. They haven't had a win for 14 weeks away from home. There are a couple of draws in there, but you know they lose and they don't score goals at all. They don't have goals in them. So, like, if you look at the form table as well, Pordenone haven't been... The last five games, a couple of them have came away from home. However, um, Livorno have two points from the last five. Livorno have four, but they've had three three away from home games that they've not done very well. They got all their points at home. This is where they... It's, it's the Italian league. This is what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this. Uh, they've, they've got... They've played 11 games at home. They've got 26 points. Uh, Livorno have played 11 games away from home and have three points all season. They've scored three goals away from home all season. Conceded 13. I see this being a 1-0 win to Pordenone. Pordenone have only, only dropped... 3-4. And Pordenone have only dropped points at home to Pescara, Citadella and Benevento, who are three of the top four. Yeah, and also teams. the red and yellow team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, that that's why I quite like this bet. And I, I was actually looking at it as my banker, but moved it into value, seeing it's 3-4. And away from home, Livorno have only picked up points against teams in the bottom half as well. So Everything I've, fits this. Yes. Again, it's just the Italian football like we've seen scrappy. So two, yeah. go, two goals seals the game. I'd actually had a look at the correct score of 1-0 and it's 11-2, which is really quite small for, a, for yeah. a correct score considering it's been how they've lost most of their games. My outsider is Liam Henderson's Empoli away to Citadella. I really, really like this bet based on what I said before. 
Empley made four or five signings in the last week of the transfer window. They were obviously not happy with the way the season was going. They were in the relegation zone. They are still in the relegation playoff point, but what we've said is it's eight points between that and being in the playoffs. Yep. Um, Citadella are okay. Decent home form, normally, but they've only won, like, what, four of ten. Empley have a terrible away record, but I am backing this solely on the new form. They're a different side altogether with the new signings. I think this will be an anomaly that will even itself out. You're getting 23 to 10 for them to win this game. That'll change very quickly in the coming weeks when they start to pick up more and more points. I think the Cotone win was huge. Um, but Citadella, in the last five games, of drawn two, lost two, and won one. And that was a 4-3 anomaly at Salentina. I think they're a team that are going to drop down the league. So Citadella are currently in sixth place, but they are only six points ahead of 16th place Empley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they can literally close the gap to three points. Or. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good shout. I think Empley are going the right way. They will start to go up. I think a player like Liam Henderson, who has had promotion, brings a, a certain experience to the league as well. But yeah, I'm very, very happy that this is a good outsider to pick. 23 to 10, so over 21. Also, Liam Henderson at a press conference. His Italian is exceptional. There's something I just really enjoy about somebody actually just immersing himself in it. Um, you can go watch it. It's on their YouTube channel. It's just really funny because I thought he was laughing during the question because he was going because he didn't speak Italian. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought he was laughing. It was going to be left interpreter because the question went on for ages and then just spoke for like a minute and a half, two minutes in Italian. I was like, well done. It's impressive. Yeah, nice. like really impressive just to be that way inclined that like Ryan Gold does with Portuguese. Uh, Fiona Brown said about being fluent in Swedish now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really cool to see. Um, it was the same like Gareth Bale used to hate that. I hated Bale and Beckham not being able to speak the language of the country they lived in for like five years. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't speak in Italian, but it just seemed really impressive and a real charm about him when he was talking to him. It was like, oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. It does seem like media were, like the whole Bale Madrid thing's unique because it does feel like the media are happier with you if you can speak in their language. A bit of actual respect. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, but it was just really cool. I really liked it. I was just, I listening to it with no clue what was being said going, oh, that's nice. But yeah, Empire are going to win is what I'm saying. Mm. My outsider is in Holland, so Netherlands Eredivisie, Saturday, 6.45pm. It's PSV against Willem 2, and I am taking the away from home team, Willem 2, at huge price of 9-2. So we're 21 games into this season, these clubs only separated by four points, and actually in favour of Willem 2. Uh, they're, they're fourth placed, uh, PSV are fifth. Form-wise, Villain 2 have 11 points from the last five games, one of the form teams in the division. PSV have been struggling slightly of late. They've only got five points from their, their last possible 15. Villain 2, good away from home performers, third best in the entire league. I think for such a, a tightly knit game, where actually Villain 2 are ahead in the table, getting 9-2 on them when they're the form team against an out-of-form PSV, is just, the price is too big. Um, so I'm not necessarily saying that they're definitely going to win this game all the time. I just think wouldn't be taking PSV as your bank. Uh, no, not yet. at all. Nine to two is just a very big price, uh, and I'm happy to have that as the outsider. I like it as well. So they've they've won in the last couple of weeks away to Ajax and away to Alkmaar, who are above PSV in the league and yeah. who have a better home record than PSV. So there are there are good stats there to follow. Um, and in both those games, have given up all possession, which is I suspect they'll do again mm-hmm. and try and catch PSV in the counter, which I think is a really good ploy against PSV because I do not think they're that good anymore. Yeah, they're not, and they certainly haven't been in recent weeks. So this is similar to the one you picked last week, whereas I would prefer to take the away side. And this is one of the games, this is why I like some of the picks that we do and why I like now looking at the Facebook group. This is a game where CFAB has been lazy on a Sunday. I would look at this without any stats normally and just go PSV 1-3. Yeah. yeah. That'll do me because they're at home at Villam Tway without looking. Villam Tway are a better side. Like yeah. they've got better results away from home. They are in better form. They're yeah. higher up in the league. Yeah. Like everything is in Villam Tway's favour. Yeah, I like it. I love so, it too. So I've got a, actually a similar kind of uh, readout for mine. Uh, Unterhashing at home to uh, Unterhashing. Interhacking. Interhacking. No T. No second. Well, there Acting. is a T. There's a T at the beginning for Unter. Acting. There's no second T. Acting. <laughs> so, Unterhashing um, at Hansa Rostock. So, Rostock have been average at home. They've beaten out of form Hallisher 1 0, who are on a real slide. Um, Unterhashing have 
11 points from the last five. Rostock have six from the last five oh, um, when they've been playing. This is very similar to my outsider a couple of weeks ago. I think Unterhashing have a really good chance of taking this. And at 9-4, to four, I'd be... Like, it's, they're a much better pick there. Um, interesting enough, both these teams are win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And they're both at the point where... Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Um, so one each draw. No, um, the, <laughs> so I think Unterhashing are a good price away from home. At yeah, night. You, you took Unterhashing a, a fortnight ago at away at Wurzburg Kickers, Kickers yeah. and, and they won at pretty big odds um, around 3-1. to one. And you're, so. getting, you're getting the same here. Um, See, what are you getting in this one? 2-1? to one? And 9-4? to four. Yeah, just over two, two and a quarter. Uh, yeah, that's, so that's good. Um, you can get 94 or 5 to 2 at various different bookies. So. I really like this one. Um, Rostock do not score enough goals at home. No. Um, they average just over one a game, but they also average over one a game conceding goals. Yeah. They've dropped 13 points at home. Unterhashing score twice as many as they concede away from home, yeah. which is excellent because that, that does mean they're capable of defending well mm-hmm. away from home. I really like this pick as well. Yeah. This, is, this has been a I mean, it's still football, we're still betting, it's still gambling, but I really like that pick as well. I'm actually almost... What I would do with the outsiders is I'm going to put a Trixie on them, which means you need two of the three. Obviously, mine being greater than just sort of five to one shot is the is the one <laughs> that we, we we need to, you know, be hopeful to land. Yeah. But if one of your two comes in and then you're sitting watching that game, that's a huge payout yeah. for just two of them. Yeah. So. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they look good to me and I like saying their name, so. Charity pick, so again, explaining, I think we've explained this to death, but it's good to keep doing it if you're a new listener. £10 of our own money on a treble, the winnings go to charity. At the end of the season, if we have not given enough money to charity to have made like the 380 quid for the 38 weeks of We're, all, we're almost there. We give it yeah. over. So either way, we mean sure that charity gets at least 380 quid roughly. See, before you do your charity, can me and Andy do ours? Because I just noticed that you've taken a huge trend on this. In that we could all have circled. We've taken continental Europe for a whole week, with the exception of John in the Scottish <laughs> Championship. <laughs> like we've got the Belgian division, the German divisions, the Italian, Holland, Italy. Yep. Uh, yep. And then John's going straight to <laughs> Dundee. <laughs> well, let's make, let's maybe start with John because his game's Saturday at three pm. Yeah, when, when's it. yours, Gordon? No, Gordon, start with you because uh, you're yeah, Friday. Uh, Friday night. Friday night. Stay on continental Europe because uh, that's what I'm all about. We have. Toulon versus Dunkirk. So Dunkirk had a decent result away from home last week. They went out of 10 men, drew one each. They came back from that and scored a last-minute goal against, I think it was top of the league, Red Star with them. Um, or not top of the league, they've been up top with them. Um, so Toulon versus Dunkirk is actually a really good game to be betting on because Dunkirk are first in the league, Toulon are last in the league. Um, they've been rubbish at home all season. They've got 10 points total from 20 games that's too long Dunkirk are the team you know they are the best away team all year they are nine points they've taken they've played nine games they've got 19 points too long the worst home team a second worst home team they've got six points from their last 10 um, I am big into uh, uh, Dunkirk in this one I actually had taken them for a draw against Red Star recently Um <laughs> wow, sorry, Andy's just uh, Andy's just clicked my phone at the same time here. In that there is no wins on the too long away from home form, for, like, and for I think ever. that's the last twenty games. Yeah. Now that is too long. That is for fuck's sake. <laughs> Wait, um, a too long away from home. Uh, no, too long are at right, home. Cool, that's why cool. you're getting a good price on Dunkirk. You're getting Dunkirk at nine to ten. Yeah, uh, you know Dunkirk have only lost one of their last five games, and that was when they played. Uh, a cup game and played half a team. That was just Toulon's overall record. There's no green boxes. Oh, there's right. no green boxes. I it was just away. Right, cool. No, that's so no, they are terrible. Over. They are awful. Um, so yeah, so I'm taking Dunkirk nine to ten away at Toulon. Okay, so as Godo said, I'm in Dundee. Dundee versus Partick. I'm going both teams to score. You're getting roughly five to seven, four to six. So just under evens. Um, it was three one in the reverse, uh, not the reverse fixture in Scotland. They play each other four times. In Dundee's last home game against Partick earlier in the season, it was 3-1 to Partick. The average of this is, so Partick away games, they're averaging losing the game 2-1. Dundee's average home games are averaging one each. 
Overall, they're averaging about two and a half to three and a half goals a game, each involved in. Partick Thistle's nine of the last ten away games have been both teams scored. Partick Thistle are better away from home as well than they are at home just now. So they tend to score goals, but they also definitely fucking concede. I know they made a lot of signings in the last week of the transfer window. I know Ian McCall's still kind of doing his structure. Dundee are capable of scoring goals at home. Yeah. They are not capable of keeping clean sheets, though. This seems a really good odd. This seems like a game that's going to be like, 2-1, two, 2-2, two, 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 two. it's going to be a high scoring game Q the 0-0 but yeah. I'm going to the, balls out and go I think it will be a high scoring game the commentator for that uh, Partick Air game was saying that Partick hadn't kept a clean sheet at home all season so away from home that's even more <laughs> more likely they're going to concede yeah I mean it goes back to 17 of Partick Fissel's last 20 games home or away both teams have scored wow. which is fucking that's incredible that's um, Dundee's is less so there's a lot of 1-0s in Dundee game but Tends to be when a good side away from home comes to them, there is well, goals. Got goals and I also think this is a game that Dundee can fancy themselves to get points in. So Dundee are going to have to attack in this because they can get with a win, get back to like fifth. It's, it's really table. tightening up in there. Um, obviously, Dundee United are running away with it at the top, but it's tight. Yeah, and you've got the part, rest of the league. A win for Partick could potentially see them jump, jump to eighth, depending yeah, on results as well. So both teams have a lot to go for, and I think that's the way they will play. They will try and go and get the goals because that league's so tight. And you're saying both teams have a have a lot to go for. That's absolutely true. But draws aren't that important just now. Yeah, interestingly, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be a tight game where oh, it's so tight in the division that a point's good. No, this is a chance for both teams to get yep. three points. And that's very much how both sides will look at it. So I, I like the bet. So I'm only going both teams to score, but I would like the both teams to score no draw bet as well, which I think's uh, just under uh, sorry, just under three to one. So nice. there is good odds for for that as well. But just both teams to score. We end the charity treble in Italy, the Serie A on Sunday afternoon, five o'clock. It's Parma versus Lazio. Lazio third, forty nine points. Parma seventh and thirty two. Uh, the 49 points the Lazio have is good enough to be only five points behind the very top of the table, so loads to play for. Um, form-wise, Lazio are top of the five-game form table. They've taken 13 from a possible 15 points. Parma, seven points from their possible 15. Lazio have won the last seven meetings of the sides in a row. <laughs> right, OK. And Fair. they're also unbeaten in the last 10 head-to-heads, with obviously the most recent seven all being Lazio wins. You're getting just under evens. You're getting around seven and nine for a Lazio win just now so that'll complete the treble I like I really like the charity bit I think that's this is probably as confident as I've been for one because I took a fucking 3 to 1 5 to 1 um, outsider and then the other only other week was the Sivaspor one when I got Hamilton and Sivaspor the wrong way round yeah um, but we've been we've been doing well in the charity bit um, we're three of the we're three of the last five we're on a good run here uh, that's 14 weeks now Myself and you, John, nine correct charity picks. Gordo on seven. I think so. I not think bad at all. Yeah. This is twelve out of 12. Another another week, right? Cool. Right, so we're definitely going to give be giving money to yeah, beast, beast and Ch- yeah. cancer trust. Yeah, we're happy with that. Um, any Facebook group chat? Yeah, lots of good Facebook group chat. Obviously, it was the Super Bowl um, at the weekend there. Now, myself and Andrew Sweeney got into a very long conversation about the Super Bowl and how long the national anthem would be. Is that a thing? Oh, yep. yeah. So, heavily... Uh, overs was about four to seven. Uh, the under what, two minutes oh, is what right, is okay, the line, okay. essentially. 121.5 seconds. Is this based on how long somebody holds a note at the end, basically? I've bet on that before. No, this is from... <laughs> This is this this is from the opening as soon as as soon as the singer opens their mouth for O on O can you see to the last syllable they sing in Brave at the end, time that. So the length they sing the anthem for. It was Demi Lovato, former X Factor fame. I went through every clip I could find of her singing a national anthem at sporting events for the last ten years, right? And timed them. Gotta stop watch out. Timed them. <laughs> right? Uh, all of them way under two minutes with the exception of her most recent performance which was a Mayweather boxing fight I think right. um, maybe a couple of years ago a year ago but she had no mic stand and it was a boxing ring so it was a cordless mic and she was really giving it loudly whereas any outdoor sporting event she'd done baseball um, American football high, high school college football she'd always had a mic stand and I think it's less you don't go for it as much do you so I was thinking Super Bowl they won't want the messing around with a cordless mic the under. Mike standing under. So under was six to five. And this was my main bet of the entire Super Bowl. And she came in at one minute forty eight 
or something like that. So it was way under. So yeah, so a lot of people in the Facebook group were on that just because they'd seen this conversation go back and forth for ages. <laughs> I can't believe you just gave that away for free. That's I know. Your, that, that could be a whole second. But like that, that could be the whole podcast just on Demi Lovato <laughs> singing the national anthem. <laughs> now, easily in Super Bowls in the past, this has been my best market. The national right, okay. anthem, yeah. right? Whether it was Pink holding the last note or Christina Aguilera, so that was good. That was fun. There was some great stuff. Uh, Andrew Sweeney, who I just talked about, Patrick Mahomes to score any time. He took it ten to three, and of course he got the first touchdown right. of the entire game. So that bet was settled within like ten minutes at ten to three. That was superb. Uh, Charlie Ferguson, an in play show on I think it's Juzic any time touchdown. It's seven to one. He plugged and boom, next touchdown. Him seven to one winner. Um, Mitchell David. Who I have a feeling his name might be David Mitchell, and he's he's inverted them. Don't know though. Like they're they're both first names, both, both surnames. Um, great shout on Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. It was even money, just slightly over even money. This is the one that this is one of the ones that I got on uh, pre-game. So thank you very much for that shout. And the last story was Ben Grant. He had a random free bet and he sky bet, and before the match, he told everyone, "Right, I'm punting this on something." Put it on 24-20, correct score in favour of Kansas City. With two minutes to go, the score was 24-20. So everyone was watching, hoping it came in for him. And then Kansas City got an additional touchdown they just didn't need. Yeah, it's one Fucking of those ones bastards. as well. It's one of those ones where the team... The it was other 100-1. to one. The other... Fuck off. Yeah. Oh yeah, a, a correct score in American football. Yeah, it was 100 to 1. They were, they were chasing the... Obviously they were chasing the game as well and doing that thing where... Do you know you lose a correct score at 2-1 because the other team... Win three one because yeah. the the the, two, the team that were chasing the equaliser like went all in on it. That's what happened. So unfortunate there. But yeah, the, the Facebook group it, that was the Super Bowl. There's also excellent other content. There's been some good politics content from James Blood. I know he really loves politics betting, talking about the Iowa caucus and what's going on in the American uh, Democratic nomination race. Uh, some excellent content as always from Jared Warren, Jacob Feldman, Gareth Borer. Jason Stott, the normal guys. Can we briefly just talk about Jared Warren last night talking about the French, obviously, Domino's League 2? This was an excellent write-up. Oh, a huge write-up here about um, 20-plus goals being scored overall on the card. 45, 13-8 was 22-plus. 23 was uh, 3-1. 24 was 4-1. 27 goals were actually scored. So they were just one goal shy of that 28-goal line, which was 16-1. So he, he'd written all this what, out. What league is French League Two? Hi, French League Two. So it's, it's, it's a brilliant, a brilliant uh, bit of kind of information there as well, and it was it was fantastic. A, a really good write up. So just be on the lookout. for A really that. good write up, and everything basically won. Yeah, it was one goal short. And he was, was one goal short of the sixteen to one shot, but he hit everything all the way up to nine to one. When he mentioned great. when he mentioned that, I'd been talking to Andy last night about this draw that I fancied in the the, the, the French League Two, and he was like, "I'm just one goal shy." I was like, "If it's that fucking draw, <laughs> someone gets a goal in." Well, I, yeah, because I won money yeah. on that because that was the only bet I had on last night yeah. in that league was a, was that draw. Yeah, it ended nil nil. Uh, so that's the type of content that's on the Facebook group, obviously available now to the Patreon $5, subscribers for lowest tier. tier. $5 a month gets you access in there to all these other... They're essentially correspondence. Yeah, that's um, what they're becoming. And I understand that that then becomes a bit of a a mix-up because ideally we would want these people joining and contributing to the Patreon. But again, there's no pressure. The Patreon levels are there. It's to try and support us, create more content, do more podcasts and open up more chat to even more people that can come in so that the way that Jared Warren has given us information on the French football, there might be somebody that knows a sport that we fucking don't even look at. Kabaddi or something like that. That comes in and goes, oh, listen to the podcast. That's why the Facebook group is great. That's why um, even if you don't fancy, you know, money's tired or whatnot, get in on the $5, join the group. Yep. Become a part of it um, and let's share picks and let's beat the bookies. That's www.patreon stroke trampled bet. Yep. That's the one. Um, so yeah Facebook group you can get us at Twitter you can get myself at ASV Sports you can get me at underscore Gordle Mick you can get me at John Walker underscore 1986 or you can get us all at Trample Bay or on the Facebook group yep and you can listen on the top tier to my darts preview Which for the opening up. night of the Premier League but it will be available publicly the first one will be available publicly the Patreon we are aiming to essentially be locked out to the tiers by the 1st of March that will be the time that we go we are now adhering to the Patreon rules and the people who are paying the money will get what they deserve for the money they're paying for yes so thank you very much for listening have a good weekend happy hunting bye
Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.